Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, brothers and sisters. As your fellow workers, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I heard you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We cause no one to stumble in anything, in order that no fault may be found with our ministry. On the contrary, in everything we commend ourselves as ministers of God through much endurance in afflictions, hardships, constraints, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, vigils, fasts, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness in the Holy Spirit, in unfeigned love, in truthful speech, in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness at the right and at the left, through glory and dishonor, insult and praise. We are treated as deceivers and yet are truthful, as unrecognized and yet acknowledged, as dying and behold we live, as chastised and yet not put to death, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet enriching many, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. The Word of the Lord. The Lord has made known His salvation. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. In the sight of the nations he has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one to him as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand him your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go with him for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. The Gospel of the Lord. St. Paul had spent 18 months getting the church started in the port city of Corinth, Greece. Corinth was, is, an isthmus, a narrow strip of land with two oceans on either side. So Corinth had not one, but two ports. There were always a lot of sailors in town looking for rest and relaxation as well as traveling merchants buying and selling. There's also a huge pagan temple in Corinth, long associated with sexual immorality. That all made Corinth a very cosmopolitan and, shall we say, colorful city. Think of port cities like San Francisco or New Orleans. Amid all this colorfulness, the infant church in Corinth had to fight for its life. Judaizers infiltrated the church's ranks, telling Gentile converts to Christianity that they had to become Jews first. Judaizers were a constant threat and were always undermining St. Paul's authority. Added to this threat was the allurement of the pagan life. It was very easy for Christian converts to slip back into paganism. 
Persecution, ridicule, and possible financial hardship was in order for those who became Christians. The pagan life was much easier. When word got back to St. Paul, then living in Ephesus, that things were breaking down in Corinth, Paul wrote a, a letter in the spring of 57 AD. We know this as the first letter to the Corinthians. It's a powerhouse letter and a wonderful synthesis of the Catholic faith. However, parts of the letter were quite stern. Paul's hard tone is most likely the reason for the second letter to the Corinthians, which has been read at daily mass this last week. It would seem that St. Paul, in trying to rally and encourage the new church in Corinth, may have made things even worse by hurting some people's feelings and therefore driving them off. This second letter then, written in the fall of 57, is a bit conciliatory in the beginning. There are subtle apologies in it. But St. Paul then explained his actions were for, for the good of souls. After Paul opened the letter with a softened tone, done in order to get people to listen, he pleaded, As your fellow workers, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Quoting Isaiah, Paul urged on the Corinthians, Now is the time. Paul was trying to create some urgency so the neophytes would not lose focus and be taken in by Judaizers and pagans. He did this while reminding them of the afflictions, beatings, and imprisonment he endured, sorrowfully yet with joy. Now, my friends, St. Paul was writing to a particular local church in Greece in 57 AD, but his letter is sacred scripture. It is the inerrant word of God. So St. Paul was writing to you and me. And so I say to you, as your father, now is the time. It's easy to slip into paganism. Persecution, ridicule, and financial hardship are in order today for those who follow Christ. But we will, praise God, in all things, with weapons of righteousness at the right and at the left, through glory and dishonor, insult and praise, we will endure, sorrowful at times, but always rejoicing. We will endure because of faith in God's promise. We will not receive God's grace in vain.